Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. Hopefully, you're having a good morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Hopefully, you are having a great day. I know I am. I got a great episode for you. We have the NFL Draft Sleepers. These are rookies that were taken usually later in the NFL Draft that I believe can have an impact for the 2021 season. And it's the 2021 season specifically. Uh, I'm not putting any any players that I think would be good in you know two, three years. I'm talking about players that will make an impact this year. So let's just jump right into it. Starting out at quarterback, there's really only one guy, obviously not the big five, you know, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, they're all going to have a, a fantasy impact, and everybody knows that. Uh, Davis Mills drafted to the Houston Texans. That is the first pick that they had in the NFL draft, happened to be a third-round pick. They selected Davis Mills quarterback out of Stanford, I believe. Uh, this draft pick is obvious due to the concern of the Deshaun Watson situation. I'm not going to get all into that uh, just because there's nothing really, nothing fantasy related yet. Uh, we don't know if he's going to play. If he's not going to play, as soon as we know, uh, we will notify you. However, it, it, there's, there's a lot of questions uh, about if Watson's going to play, and I think Houston's a little worried about that. So they selected a quarterback. They also picked up Terod Taylor uh, during the the free agency. Um, but, you know, they're looking for the future. So they're, they're thinking, worst case, if Watson doesn't play, pick up a rookie. So Davis Mills, he, he's not the most athletic. Uh, I wouldn't even say he's the most talented uh, quarterback that was available around this third round. But he does have the opportunity to compete with Terod Taylor for this starting spot if Watson does not play. So it, that's why I think he should have some value. It, it really depends. If Deshaun Watson does play, I think Davis Mills is not going to be fantasy relevant. He might not even be fantasy relevant his entire career, but he he might have the opportunity uh, to compete with Terod Taylor if Watson doesn't play this year. He doesn't have a lot of weapons. That's another issue. But Davis Mills is pretty talented with the short passes, five to ten yards out. I think Teddy Bridgewater from last year. As bad as the Texans are, I think they are capable of making some five to ten yard plays. It's not going to make Davis Mills a top ten quarterback. It's not going to make him, a, a, I, I want to say, a locked and loaded just in your roster. But he should be. I say best case scenario, a streamable quarterback for this year. Uh, next up, running backs. I only got one quarterback in there for this year. Um, yeah, just there's a lot of good ones. Not a lot of them are going to get opportunities uh, besides the big five for 2021. So we're moving on to the running backs. We're going to start out with Ramondre Stevenson. He got drafted to the New England Patriots. They drafted Stevenson to replace Sony Michelle after this year. Michelle's going to be a free agent. They are not going to re-sign him. Uh, Stevenson, he's most likely going to be the the change of pace running back. But he does have the build and he does have the ability to be a potential goal line back this season. The downside is his opportunity. Stevenson joined a very large running back room in New, uh, New England and he might not get a lot of red zone snaps. Um, 
as you could with with other teams. So especially if Cam Newton is the quarterback. If Cam Newton's the quarterback, Newton's running it in seven out of ten times, and then you know two out of ten he's thrown it to his his top tight end. So he's Stevenson's not going to get a lot of opportunity there. Unfortunately, if Newton is the quarterback, uh, I still think he can put up some points this season. I do believe. 2022 is going to be even better for him. But like I said, he does have the build and ability to be a goal line back. So that's some someone to, to keep an eye on. Uh, next up, Chuba Hubbard got drafted to the Carolina Panthers. I don't think there's a more valuable handcuff last year than Mike Davis. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he missed most of the season. We saw Mike Davis come out of obscure, obscurity, uh, and he was putting up running back numbers. So until the end of the year, it kind of fell off. But Mike Davis is now in Atlanta. The Panthers drafted Chuba Hubbard in the fourth round. I believe he's the instant backup. It is always valuable having Christian McCaffrey's handcuff. And, and there's a good chance that the, pa- the Panthers will not want a repeat of last year, and they try to limit McCaffrey's workload a little bit this season. I know that they said it years prior that they're going to limit his workload, and they didn't. But... I, I could see them kind of limiting it again. They don't want McCaffrey out for, you know, for 13 out of the 17 games like he would have last season. So I, I think we can see Chuba Hubbard take some some snaps, uh, especially if something happens to McCaffrey. Now, I'm not predicting injuries, and I don't wish any injuries upon any NFL players, but if McCaffrey does happen to be injured, Hubbard is going to have instant value. Instant value. So super valuable handcuff here. That's really all Chuba Hubbard is. But, you know, he, again, he could be like a change of pace guy. I, I believe he is the running back, too. He's not going to be a, a starter week in and week out, but is a very valuable handcuff. I think it's the most valuable handcuff out of any of these rookies. Uh, except this next player, he, he might be uh, in contention. It's Kenneth Gainwell for the Philadelphia Eagles. He might go into week one as the primary receiving back. Miles Sanders last year, he had an atrocious 52% catch rate. He needs some help. Kenneth Gainwell, during the 2019 season, he was the primary back in Memphis over Antonio Gibson. He beat out Gibson for that spot. Caught 51 out of the 61 targets. He had over 600 receiving yards. The Eagles clearly drafted him to be the receiving back. And we might even see him in the slot this season. There's a good possibility for that. I see him as a Naeem Hines type of player uh, where you're going to see him catch the ball more than than running. So, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, uh, if you're in a PPR or half-point PPR, I think he can be a very valuable rookie to pick up. Next up, this one's a bit of a shocker, I think. Uh, Great name, by the way, Larry Roundtree for the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year, when Austin Eckler was out, we saw lackluster performances from Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. Those performances were so bad that they brought in Kalen Balage, and Kalen Balage was actually fantasy relevant. That is not good. Uh, it, it might not be long until we see Larry Roundtree rise up the ranks, become that RB2 uh, that the Chargers clearly need. So they are not satisfied with their depth chart at running back. And I think they're hoping that Roundtree will be the answer. So. He's, he's one of those guys, again, where he's just straight-up handcuffed. Straight-up handcuffed for an injury-prone running back. Uh, yeah, I, I think that he's a, he's a hidden gem there. 
Next up, Chris Evans, Captain America for the Cincinnati Bengals. Giovanni Bernard, as we know, left the, uh, during the offseason. He created some space in the running back room. So they drafted Chris Evans. Cincinnati Bengals did. He's going to compete with Samaj Piran for that RB2 spot. Samaj Piran, he's good. But I, I think that Chris Evans can beat him. I really do. So Chris Evans will be the RB2, maybe not week one, week two, week three, but halfway through the season, I think we can see Evans move up to that RB2 spot. Now, theoretically, Joe Mixon, he should have an outstanding season, but a stretch of injuries in the last few years has caused some concerns. So if Mixon does happen to miss some games, we will see Evans take the field with a 50-50 split at worst with Samaj Piran. Best case, 70-30 Evans with most of the snaps. Uh, he's also a decent receiving back as well, so he does have value. Uh, one, of the, one of the higher handcuffs, uh, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, a Bengals running back, a Bengals handcuff might be one of the more valuable ones out there just because of Joe Mixon's injury uh, history. Last up for the running backs, we have an undrafted free agent, Javian Hawkins for the Atlanta Falcons. If you were to walk up and ask me who is going to be the next James Robinson this year, and that's a, that's a, it's a tough question. Uh, but I will say that I, Javian Hawkins has the best chance to do that. He has to compete with only Mike Davis for that starting spot in Atlanta. And head coach Arthur Smith said the door is wide open for anyone to start. If Mike Davis is not the RB1 that the Falcons expected him to be, Hawkins will take over. Even if Mike Davis does stay as the starter for the entire season, I do expect there to be a split between Mike Davis and Javion Hawkins. The, the only issue is he's an undrafted free agent. Just like James Robinson, there is some high risk for putting him on your team. Because I could see a world where the Falcons decide to just go running back after this season in the draft. I, I really believe that. So there's a risk there if you're in a dynasty or keeper league that Javion Hawkins could just be pushed out uh, of, of the running back room after this season. But I truly believe that Javion Hawkins could be the, I think he already is the RB2 on this team. And he can give Mike Davis a run for, their, run for his money. So I like Javion Hawkins a lot. I'm not going to predict him being James Robinson. There's a very, very limited amount of, of undrafted uh, free agents that, that I think can have this high potential like James Robinson did last year. Uh, and it's really limited to just Javion Hawkins. So... I don't know. The The running back situation in Atlanta is really weird right now. I do really like Mike Davis, and I'm targeting him in a lot of leagues. But I also really want Javion Hawkins as the backup, as the handcuff in case things don't work out. Uh, we're going to move on to wide receivers now. We only got a couple here. We got five big names. Terrace Marshall starting off uh, the list. He got drafted the Carolina Panthers. I believe he's a first-round talent. He was drafted in the second due to some injury. Uh, concerns some some history with injuries. Uh, he's actually reuniting with his old offensive coordinator and Joe Brady. Marshall's going to compete with David Moore for that number three spot on the team. I think he's going to win it. 
He's got the build and the talent to play outside, but he also has a lot of experience in the slot as well. Uh, and I think he's going to be u- utilized in both ways this season, as we've seen Robbie Anderson play more uh, more in the slot rather than a deep ball guy like he used to be for the New York Jets. I think that Harris Marshall can can kind of play everywhere. So I really like him. He is definitely the highest value player on this list just because he's a second-round talent. Uh, or I guess second rounder and I believe first round talent, but people are still doubting him. So I, I really do think Terrace Marshall can tear it up this year. Um, the only cause for concern is Sam Brad. Oh, it's, I almost said Sam Bradford. Oh my goodness, Sam Darnold. Uh, that's the only cause for concern, just because I do believe that Darnold is going to take that step forward. I don't know how big that step is, though. I mean, he's been under the Adam Gates curse for his entire career. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does uh, on a, on a new team, new offense, new weapons. So I I think that potentially Terrace Marshall could be, uh, I'm not going to say a week in and week out flex player, but I think that every once in a while you could put him in a flex position and then he, he could satisfy that need. Uh, next up, Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. I think there was like 15 receivers taken before him, which is a little crazy. Uh, I don't think that any other receiver has a better opportunity in this year's draft than Amon Ross St. Brown for the Detroit Lions. Here's the players he has to compete with. Tyrell Williams, who didn't play a snap last season. Brashad Perriman, who is a great wide receiver three. Quintez Cephas. Uh, eh, I don't know how to feel about him. <laughs> He's okay. Yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown has the best opportunity. He, he has the potential to beat out all of these guys. He has the potential to beat all of these guys in training camp, in preseason. He's most likely going to start the season in the slot, but he is more than capable of winning these one-on-ones on the outside putting him in a very flexible role for the Detroit Lions, playing him wherever he is needed. Next up, my one of my favorite receivers coming out of this draft, Nico Collins for the Houston Texans. Collins, like I said, one of my favorite receivers coming out of this draft, mainly because of his large build, and he is even larger upside. I just love his potential. He opted out of the 2020 season which caused him to fall very late in the draft. I think the Texans got a steal. Collins is already the wide receiver two, lining up on the outside opposite of Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb in the slot. Downside is what we talked about before with Davis Mills, the questionable quarterback situation. Is Watson going to play? Is he not? Obviously, Nico Collins has a crap ton of value if Deshaun Watson does play. but. Very, very limited uh, if it's Terod Taylor or Davis Mills. So I I think, though, that he has a lot of potential. Because imagine if Watson does play. The Texans' defense is so bad that the offense is going to throw the ball so much, giving him a ton of opportunity, a ton of targets. I I don't want to go crazy here, but if Deshaun Watson does play, I think that Nico Collins can be... In, I th- I think he can be up there in terms of of 
targets from rookies. I, I really do. I think that he can be top 10 for sure. I think he might be able to, to make top five in, in rookies that are targeted. So it, it all depends on if Watson plays or not. But I really, really like him. Really love him. Uh, another player that I'm also really high on, Josh Palmer for the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm kind of confused why he isn't being talked about more. He's an amazing opportunity this year. He is the wide receiver three, and they drafted him to be the Mike Williams replacement after this season. Mike Williams is going to be a free agent at the end of this season. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. I think Josh Palmer will take over that role. He's going to play a part of this in this offense, I think, from week one. I think he's going to play a, a, a role. It's not going to be a huge role, but a role nonetheless. We've seen Justin Herbert spread the ball, you know, share the wealth to to a ton of receivers last year. A ton. Like, Guyton was looking like a, a solid fantasy pickup for, for a couple of weeks there. I think Josh Palmer is way better than Guyton. I think Josh Palmer will be wide receiver three, potentially wide receiver two. Mike Davis is very injury prone as well. That's another thing to mention. Mike Williams is going to miss a ton. I'm not going to say a ton of games, but he he usually misses a lot of games just because he's he's just that type of player where he gives it his all in every single play. Very injury prone. That means Palmer can move up to that wide receiver two spot, and he's got Herbert throwing the ball. That is awesome. All right, last receiver on this list, Des Fitzpatrick for the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, he lost three pass catchers during the offseason. That's Corey Davis, that's Adam Humphreys, and that's tight end Janu Smith. 192 targets among the three of them. It needs to go to someone. It really does. The Titans selected Des Fitzpatrick to take some of those targets. He's competing for that wide receiver two role against Josh Reynolds, which they just signed from the LA Rams. I believe that Des Fitzpatrick could beat out Josh Reynolds, take that wide receiver two spot. Even if he is wide receiver three, he's still going to be involved. He has a great build. He has a a good ability to go deep. He's that deep threat player, uh, and that should benefit the entire offense. I think that's a big reason why they drafted him, because he is that. Everyone knows the Titans are going to run the ball, right? They're one of the most run-heavy offenses in the NFL. So if you got a player like Des Fitzpatrick that can push the defenders back a little bit, I think that's going to benefit both the run game and the passing game. The only downside, like I said before, is the run-heavy offensive scheme of the Tennessee Titans. All right. Going to end the segment here. End the episode with two tight ends that I think are going to have an impact in the 2021 season. Tight ends are very tough mainly because all of them are touchdown dependent. But here we go. Starting off with Brevin Jordan, another Houston Texan. Wow, there's kind of a trend here just because, you know, that team is not good. That team is really not good. There's not a lot of competition. Uh, He's put in a great situation. He really only has Jordan Akins to compete with for the starting role. And let's be honest, Akins was not that great last season he was dealing with some injuries but there's really nothing special about him uh i think this is someone to keep an eye on during preseason he can actually be really involved as everything does go right especially if deshaun watson plays he gets a huge boost in fantasy brevin jordan really like him again only downside quarterback situation 
uh, like I talked about before. And finally, we have an undrafted free agent, Kenny Yaboa for the New York Jets. New York Jets have not had a good tight end in years. I know they signed Tyler Croft from Buffalo, but I think Kenny Yaboa has the talent to win a starting spot. Uh, he was actually one of my favorite tight ends going into the draft, and he happened to go undrafted, which is a little surprising to me. However, I think that he can play a a big role in this offense. I really do. I think he's my favorite overlooked. I guess he's he's one of my favorite rookie tight ends. I mean, I know the top guys like Fryermuth and Kyle Pitts. They're probably going to do better than Kenny Yaboa. However... We're talking about these overlooked players, players that I say their name and you're just like, who's that? Who's it? Who's Kenny Yaboa? This is this is going to be a good guy. This is really going to be it, the, the entire team. The entire New York Jets team has changed. It's flipped upside down. All of a sudden, the Jets have potential to be really good and Yaboa can be a part of this team. Uh, I know that rookie quarterbacks really like to target tight ends. They need a dependable tight end. Kenny Boa could really be that guy. I mean, I know the Jets have a lot of tight ends, but they don't have a lot of good tight ends. They have no tight ends that stand out as the tight end one. So I'll list them off here. Chris Herndon, Tyler Croft, Ryan Griffin, Daniel Brown. I Which one's good? I, I don't know. I don't think any of these guys... Chris Herndon has not proved to be star-worthy. Tyler Croft is iffy so i really do believe that kenny kenny Yaboa can take over at that tight end one really someone to keep an eye on now don't draft him as your tight end one obviously but keep an eye on him maybe if you if you have a, a roster spot available pick him up if you're in a dynasty league i highly recommend picking him up he will go undrafted in rookie drafts so yeah, I, I I truly believe that this can be a this is a, a hidden gem. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. That is all I got. Thank you for listening. Uh, let me know what you think about this episode. Please give it a give it a rating, give it a thumbs up on whatever platform you're listening to. Really appreciate that. We got some fun episodes coming out this week. So uh, yeah, really excited. Really looking forward to that. Thank you for listening once again. See you next time.